My name is Fraser Summers, and I'm the host of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary geek, but secretly in the Fab International Studios, I talk comics and find other geeks like me. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week, issue three, with your host Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark, and I'm still not on the credits, damn it! Alright, mate. You know I record this live every week, and I always try and invite you on, but you just never... You just stand there like a mute. It's not that live. I'm trying to do this doesn't feel like an equal partnership, Fraser. Oh, you're complaining. Do you want, I mean, if you want to have a look around for other partners, I understand. This is a very open uh, radio relationship. Let, and... Let's not talk about my partners. <laughs> So, we've had a very exciting week. It's been a slow news week, so we're going to sort of bide our time before we go into that. Um, but this week, we had the release of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, and there was also something else on Netflix that yeah, you Yeah, had... it just randomly popped up on my Netflix. I was like, ooh, Batman Ninja, which sounds beautifully ludicrous. I haven't watched it yet, but I'll report back next week. It's, uh, I can report, totally awesome. Uh, may have watched it totally not so legally. Naughty. But this is at university, so it's totally fine, okay? Right? It was a different country, right? <laughs> yeah, so different laws. I'm out of that country now, so it's fine. It's totally fine. But yeah, Batman Ninja, definitely worth checking out especially if you're into like animes and batman because it's just it's so crazy and it's that sort of stylistic uh look that animes have and with batman and the joker looks incredible in it have you seen any of like the images from it or just batman's face just batman's face okay yeah. so it'd be really interesting just to see you going straight into well, this well watch it over next week it, it popped up like a day ago but i was busy I, with other yeah, stuff. i was like... impressed it was on there because it's been out for not a while but i think it came out around this early uh, this year right um but it was one of them sort of like dvc do it a lot where they just put stuff on dvd right. so it was that but it this i remember when the trailer popped out of nowhere and everyone's like what is this this looks pretty amazing it looks really cool like i mean some people who really dug it or really didn't uh i think it opened a load of people into becoming a weeaboo a what <laughs> a weeaboo it's someone who's like really into like japanese culture uh, like okay. wol- like Wolverine, for example, in The Wolverine and in life is a bit of a weeaboo. Because okay. he's, he's Canadian and wants to be Japanese almost. Okay. It's not an offensive term. We haven't seen I mean, yet. I hope not. Some people, like, it's one of them. It's like geek or nerd. Some people take it as their own. Like, I'm slowly developing into a weeaboo. Okay. My friends have slowly got me into anime, so... I wouldn't take offence if someone called me like a weeaboo in training or something like that, but some people may take offence. Again, it's like sort of being called a nerd or a geek. If you own it, then it's fine. Right, okay. I'll I'll watch it next week and tell you what I think. So what about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Well, I don't think I've seen as much of it as you. I've only watched the first two episodes. I've not seen it all too far. I've only seen a bit. It's like you say, there's just so much out at the moment. It, and um, it's not just comic book stuff. I haven't finished um, Orange is the New Black. There's the new Castlevania, which I'm very excited about. And, you know, there were 13 episodes of Daredevil only like a few weeks ago. And um, that's, all, that's, that, that, that's 13 hours of telly that I've watched recently, you know. There's only so many hours in a day, but yeah. I'm, it's, um, a, it's a big commitment. Wait, there's other TV shows apart from comics. There's the, other stuff apart there from is. stuff based off comics. I know. What? I know. What is this madness? Well, this, Sabrina, for me, 
Um, I wasn't... I was too old for the original Sabrina TV series. Oh. Look, thanks for that. Lovely and patronising. Um, I've, I've, got, I've got experience you haven't, Fraser. Um, so I wasn't affectionate towards that show at all. I'd seen, like, bits of it, and it just seemed like something that wasn't for me. And like we discussed last week, the, the trailer really, really impressed me. So I was like, right, okay, this sounds cool. And I started watching it, and yeah, so far so good. I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I've got no um, reference to any Archie comics because up until this week, I'd literally read none ever. So I'd like, you know, what do you think as an Archie fan? Uh, I loved it. I'll, the intro just got me straight. Like, it's, it's, I feel like if the intro's strong, then you're in for a good time. Like the in, like as soon as I started playing it, I was like, okay, this is a show I'm really, really going to enjoy because it's the intro so comic booky. Like the stuff from the actual Chilling of Adventures, um, comic itself. Like they've literally took panels from it and it looks amazing. The music's great. The 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 like Warner Brothers logo. I get really upset when because um, I'm watching it with a group of friends and like, oh, do you want to skip the intro? And I'm like. No, I'm just going to watch the intro. I mean, if you guys want to skip, I mean, you can wait for me. Or I'll just, like, they'll wait to sync. We'll wait to sync up. And I'll just say, oh, yeah, my Netflix is, like, frozen at the moment. And then in the background, they'll go, Fraser, we can hear in the background that the intro is playing. I'm like, you have to watch the intro. I just want to watch it, you know. It's really good. It's like the Daredevil intro and stuff like that. But, oh, this. Yeah, and the actual show as well is incredible. Like, it's really totally different to the the show from the 90s. and just so in line with the comics, like it has got that dark Halloweeny feel, and it's not scared me too much. It has scared me quite a bit. You're not good with but the I'm scares. Not good are with, you? I'm not really good with scares. So this is it's a good balance so far. There's been a bit of stuff where I've had to get my hoodie and just sort of like bury my face in it a bit. But most of it, you're a ridiculous. It's been human. okay. You but that. I also, I also love Sabrina and Harvey. So, like, in the TV show, Harvey was, like, you know, the typical boyfriend, like, oh, jock, you know, the one everyone wants. But in this, he's, like, a comic book nerd. He's very similar to me in that way, but <laughs> apart, apart from the fact I can't draw. But, yeah, so he's sort of, like, you know, that adorable kind of yeah. kind, uh, geek charming sort of thing. And they're just, they're cute together, I think, anyway. But I'm a romantic at heart. That's what it is. You really some people are. It go, sickens me. <laughs> yeah, some people like vom or go. Oh, this is so. Um, what's the word? Cringy. I'm like, I like cringe. <laughs> I'm good. I'm jaded and old and grumpy. I can't. I can't. I can't love like that anymore. Enjoy it while it lasts. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's that's really quite sad. Sorry, that was a bleak. What a, what a great way to start your Saturday morning. That was bleak. Sorry, sorry. Now so, don't, don't don't take any notice of me. So if you're listening, you're probably in the middle of the you're you're probably in the middle of tables. You're not quite jaded, and you might not be as. Um, forgiving or like what's the innocent to it all you might be somewhere in the middle so we're interested to hear your opinions on both of these and if you've checked out either or you know if you just or if you don't want to check them out at all you go nope they've ruined sabrina which is well isn't it isn't it that it's two completely different takes two completely different universes of sabrina not not dissimilar to say miles morales and peter parker so it's i i think it would be a little unfair to say they've ruined sabrina yeah it's like two completely different things and it's just two different takes on the same 
on the same material, yeah. which I think is really interesting. And that's one of the things that Archie does so incredible because like the Archie comics are so kind of cheesy and like that, that I'll talk about it in comics compared later on which I'm a bit bitter about but we'll talk about that later foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> but like the comics are yeah they're sort of that you know sort of oh, all sweet American pie kind of thing um, but the stuff that's come out of it like the modern stuff they've done a modern retelling with the new line and they've done like this horror stuff and it opens itself up to interpretations and like Riverdale's done well by you know, taking the original source material but messing around with it, and I think. Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of Archie today, aren't we? So. Uh, yeah, in the because it's a Sabrina sort of theme of the show. There's no Sabrina in the news though. So, no. Um, but yeah, let's hit it up to Jay Jonah and Bruno Mars. So that's our telltale sign that it's time for the news. And the news this week, like I said before, very slim. It's a slow news week, that's for sure. <laughs> very when, slim. When you sent over the show planning, I was like, meh. It's been on Weight Watchers. It's, it's trimming down. I remember, I think, it might have been our first show. We like had a, almost a whole page of news and we were like, yeah, we're going way, way, way over here. And now it's like, uh, scraping the barrel, probably should have saved some of those news topics. And these ones as well are sort of... I'm hoping the good discussion bases, maybe. Maybe I if I, I might have to try and pry a lot of stuff well, out. I wouldn't of rely on just that. Imagine. So there was a bit of casting news for Avengers 4, still untitled. Um, the star of 13 Reasons Why, Catherine Langford, she plays like the main character in 13 Reasons Why. It's a, it's a decent show. I like it. Some people don't. It's, you know, just depends uh, where you lie with it. But she's been cast, apparently she's filmed everything for Avengers 4, so there's sort of like rumours, speculation going around. But before we go into the rumours, because I feel like that's going to be the big chunk of our discussion, what do you think of this casting, and are you aware of who she is? I have zero opinion. <laughs> I've never heard of her. I, I looked her up um, on the interwebs when you sent me out the, the, the news section. I was like... I have no opinion. I've never re- never watched 13 Reasons Why. I have no desire to watch it. But casting someone, yay. The, <laughs> I hope she plays a cool character. As a character. That, that, that's about as much opinion as I have. So I'm afraid you have to carry this one, Fraser. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I've been working up for this. Who do you been think she's playing? Her so this is what it is. This is what the rumours going around. The rumours are it's either going to be Kate Bishop, who's like a young Hawkeye. Um, Clint Barton takes her under his wing there's been a rumour going around that there's going to be a Hawkeye movie with the two of them okay cool so there's a rumour it could be that like Hawkeye will come with her um, but also there's some sort of like there's a time jump rumoured in Avengers 4 like it's going to move forward so they're thinking it might be Casey Lang uh, Scott Lang Ant-Man's daughter like grown up now and maybe she's picked up in the absence of her father and everyone else because spoilers for Ant-Man and the Wasp people disappeared into dust and Scott Lang was stuck in the little, you know, time portal thing he was doing. Um, I just whacked the mic, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Get on with it. But, yeah, so there's a rumour that there's a time jump there and it's going to be her older, maybe with a new suit. Maybe she could be, like, you know, in the Ant-Man or the Wasp suit sort of thing. So they're the two okay. strongest categories. Um, so what's your opinion on those two characters? 
if both you... would be cool. I, 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 I don't really... I don't... <sighs> I'm not particularly invested in either of those characters, and I'm not invested in that actor. So, I, it, it's sorry. I'll, I got pitch, I'll pitch it for you. Got, so I'll pitch thing. two. It's two stories for you. So there's a dramatic scene, right? The Avengers are spread out. Most of them are d- turned into dust. Then Hawkeye rocks up. It's like, oh, it's time to come out for one, one last time, one last ride. My family's been turned into dust. I need to find out what this is. But luckily, on my journey, I found. One person that can help, and then someone else shoots an arrow, and it's like Kate Bishop. Okay. And then it's like, and then they do some things with arrows. And I stuff get on to with like, that. To that. And then later on, it's like, oh, and Kate Bishop's going to return in a movie with Hawkeye. Or oh. it could be called Hawkeyes, or Hawk Guy and Girl. Right. Let's not call it Hawk Guy and Girl. No, that that I that's regretted terrible. it as soon that's as terrible. as soon as I said but that, it. But that that actually that sounds all right. Hawkeye was glaringly missing with a, a weak explanation um, in Avengers: Infinity War. So it'd be nice to see yeah. him make an appearance for sure. He's a family man, isn't he? He is. Uh, the other one. Here we go. Is perhaps right. So there's a time jump. We could do something with Thanos. Maybe they go back in time, and as he's trying to put one of the ring the, the rings. One of the stones, gems. one of the stones, gems on. There's a little resistance. There's a push on. He's like, "Why can't I do it? Why can't I do it?" Gets knocked out of his hand, and then someone pops up, and it's in an Ant Man suit. And we think, "Oh, it's Scott Lang. It's amazing." And then, boom, she takes her helmet off. It's Casey Lang. I'm like, "Who's this? Who's this?" Meh. I prefer the Hawkeye one. All right. Okay. Let's go. With there is a bit right. So talking about the post-credit scene and sort of extending the news section out a bit. So they're doing this whole experiment whilst a load of stuff's going on in New York. Like, because the snap, before the snap happens, Thanos has already come to Earth. There's already, like, sugar, honey, iced tea going down on Earth. Why are they not helping out with it? Why are they doing it? Why do they feel like now's a good time for... Ex- like, I understand they're in San Francisco, but it's not that far to go from San Francisco Yeah, but you can say that. Why isn't Luke Cage there? He's powerful enough. Why isn't Jessica Jones there? He's powerful. She's powerful enough. Yeah, they're both much more yeah, powerful than, say, the, the, the Scarlet Witch. TV. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but it, they are still in the same universe. I'm just saying, I always found it, like, someone pointed it out to me, and I was like, that is a very good point. They feel like, now that the Earth's under attack, is the perfect time to try an experiment. Not like... And the characters, the there's some very, very powerful characters in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Cloak is arguably one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe. And let's not really mention it, because it, was abs- it, 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 it wasn't very good, let's be honest. In but humans. Black Bolt... Oh. Why is Black Bolt not involved? It, it, so, you, I think you just have to go... Eh. There is... So, for your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. one, they the show did... That's the only show that will ever reference stuff that happens in the movies, it seems. The others would be like, oh, yeah, the instant or whatever, and then that's about it. Yeah, it's, that's it's sort all of, very brief. That's sort yeah. of like the TV show, that's never going to happen. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they were already on a different mission when Thanos was attacking, and they were actually in space. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't got so that there far. Is, there is a, that's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. weren't involved. And there was loads of rumours to get... Uh, the actress is Chloe. What's the big the big character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? The Daisy. One said, Daisy, yeah. What's a... Uh, Quake. Quake. Right, so, like, there's a big thing to get Quake into the movies, because obviously, like, uh, the... Actor playing a Chloe. We're on a first name basis, mainly because I don't know a second name. Right. I can't remember. Go on. Can't be bothered to check it either. No. 
So she's sort of becoming more of a movie star. Like, you know, she can be approaching to movie star. You know, if Disney treat her right, they can make they can make anyone a movie star if they wanted to or make mm. anyone into a crack addict. Wow. Um, accidentally, obviously. Well, maybe, wow. they, maybe they don't, but it just circumstances. That escalated. Circumstances happen and then that occurs. But, you know, you could swift her into, like, a movie thing and then getting in a Marvel movie, let alone just a Marvel TV show, you know, could escalate it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be cool to see Quake on thing. Right, here's the other news. And I feel like if the other one was hard to drag it out, like pulling teeth, this one's going to be even worse. Going to have to get like a dentist in or something. So NASA have named some new constellations. There's been 21 constellations and two of them are named after comic book characters. One called Hulk and one called Thor. I could, it's actually so, called Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Oh, there you go then. See? Someone read the full article. I just saw that and was like, yeah, there you go. It's not called Thor. It's named after his hammer. It's named after his hammer. Oh, there you go. It must yeah. be a hammer-looking constellation. It is. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was more enthusiastic about this. I'm just not quite... I just... I, I, I don't get constellations. The bear doesn't look like a bear, for example. It just it looks like a nothing. And I, I've never got them. And I don't think Hulk's going to look like Hulk. Maybe it's like modern art. It's like, no, you have to know the context and you, you have to see it with a certain eye. You have to blind yourself in your right eye, only on a certain retina, and then it looks like a bear. Right. Or you have to experience deep suffering to see the bear. And then it, the bear comes to you in an epiphany. It's cool that they're named but yeah, it, after it, Hulk uh, and Mjolnir. So. I feel Yay. like it, and it, I'll instantly forget it just it. shows that there's geeks in NASA. It does, and just like you can point to the sky now and go, "See that over there? It's me near that." Isn't the That's one na- they've named one after Godzilla as well? Yeah, which yeah. pleases they me. They weren't like like I saw Godzilla. And I was like, ah, it's not technically comic book related, so I'll remember these two. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's it's cool, but and it's super geeky. Imagine you're doing like you know the romantic thing again, the romance. The romantic in me is thinking of this. You're both laying down, you're stargazing, you can point out and go, there's uh, Hulk, there's Mjolnir, and there's Godzilla. <laughs> because it doesn't strike me as particularly romantic. Hey, I've seen enough rom-coms to know. Star- and <laughs> of course. But stargazing, and then you do the whole thing, you're pointing. See, because at the moment, the only thing like I'd do for that is just say random Star Wars planets and hope they don't know Star Wars. Too. Going, yeah, that's Endor right there. You can see Ryan's belt. Um, and the rest of his wardrobe. That's all I have. Wow. That, that's all I you, have. You, you, you must get all the girls, <laughs> Fraser. That's my uh, stargazing. Uh, you know what? If you're listening and you want to use that next time you're doing stargazing, don't. The Ryan's belt one always gets. <laughs> just, it always either gets a pity laugh or a genuine laugh. And just, then if, just don't. And then if you say the Star Wars ones and they go ah, oh, they know it's Star Wars planets that way you know you're into like you're both into Star Wars or they think you're really into like you really know space so you sound smart either way wow it works out it doesn't quite well right pull or pass Fraser explain right, how it so works now we're on pull or pass so basically when you go into a comic book store and you buy a comic um, the retailer behind you will say oh do you want to add this to your pull so say if you buy like an Avengers 1 um, they actually ask you if you want to put it onto your pull and basically the way that works whenever there's an Avengers issue in it's like an Avengers 2, 3, 4, 5 billion they will keep it behind for you and then you can come into the store and you know that that issue is safe it's behind the thing no one else is going to buy it and you can come in and go oh, uh, how's my pull doing and go here you go you've got 50 comics of Spider-Man um, speaking from experience <laughs> 
And yeah, so that's basically... And then what we do in this one is we take a look at a few comics and then we say whether we're going to put them on pull or pass on them. Mark instantly tries to always get trade because he's trying to kill the comic business. That's just... But whenever fair. whenever he says trade, he basically means pull. No, okay, that's... Okay, so that's the translation. That's the translation. I don't like your absolutes. But this is the, it's the gimmick, all right? Well... Whatever. It's the gimmick. Anyway, this week... It's on... alliteration. Okay. <laughs> it's this not, it's not called pass. trade or toss. We could do that. We could do trade or toss. I've only just thought of that, and I'm kind of annoyed that I did think of that, because it is alliteration. It but is. No, we're not, like doing, we're not doing trade or toss. Anyway, this week on That can Buller be yours. Pass. You can be trade or toss if you want. Uh, no. This week on Buller Pass, we're doing it slightly differently. Um, we There was, like, free comics given out for Halloween yeah, so the last ev- week. The event is called Halloween Comic Fest. That's there's it. A, there's a free comic book day in may and then there's this one around halloween um but what these are they're not actually like the free comic book day ones are comics especially made for free comic book day but these ones are actually comics the issues that were released a while back like most of the ones we're looking at are from 2013 2014 one of them's like from last year but basically they give them out for free and it's sort of like it's a good way to get people in because they'll sort of backtrack and see if they want to do the yeah. rest so basically this is sort of going to work a bit different because it's going to have to we're be not, like a re- we're, we're not reading this week's comic we're going to have the word many so we thought we'd do this <laughs> we're going to have to go back and be like yeah if I was to read this at a certain point when issues were regularly coming out then yes I would pull this yeah. or I would get the trade Right, so the first one, obviously, because it's me, it's going to be a Spider-Man issue. Of course. But this was a superior Spider-Man line, which has a Doc Ock in a Spidey body, just to give you a bit of context. Now, Mark, what did you think of this? I thought it was a really clever concept. Um, Spider-Man, there's, I mean, there's so much Spider-Man out there, and it's going to get to the point where... They need to mix it up, do something different. And the, you know, you could argue that the the suit from Secret Wars that then became Venom was something that mixed it up very seriously. Uh, and, and, and from that point onwards, really, they've mixed it up in a lot of different ways. Some of them, eh, some of them, good. And I really liked the idea, and I liked the idea of uh, how Peter Parker is still influencing... Dr. Octopus, it's a little bit kind of like conscience on your shoulder as well, which is cool. And, um, yeah, I liked it. I I, I genuinely liked it. See, this is a bit unfair for me because I've actually read the full line. Oh, did (laughs) it actually finish now? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But basically, they've brought it back, so now there's a superior octopus um, line because after this and some other stuff they did a clone saga sort of thing again but it was called clone conspiracy and there's loads of different clones but they made a clone body which was a mix of Ock and Peter so it was a young body and Octavius took his like spirit and his mind and stuff and transferred it onto that body and he's actually part of the um, spider Geddon we were talking about a couple oh, of weeks okay, right. so he's he's a lead character in that actually Yeah. so it is really cool to see and a lot of this sets up a lot of cool stuff in Spider-Man like the current Spider-Man stuff, but it also sets up a lot of stuff that I don't like, like um, Peter Parker sort of becomes like a Tony Stark light, which I really don't, lo- I didn't enjoy. Like I sort of like, you know, down of the look Peter Parker because I can relate to that. I don't, I don't really relate to Peter Parker who like had all these billions, but it didn't work out for him once he got his body back, this business thing, because that was, that was you know, Doc Ox. That was his way and that's his thought process and how he he would be Spider-Man. 
But what I do like in this issue is the way his tactics work out slightly better than Spider-Man's, and it is arguable that he would be a better Spider-Man. But like you say, he's not got that moral compass that mm. Spidey has, and that's kind of what makes Spider-Man, Spider-Man and a good and, hero. And playing with that and um, d- d- kind of exploring the approaches to being a superhero is is that's that's pretty cool i like that the art was pretty cool as well i, I liked the art yeah in this it's one. good art it's a good combo as well i think it's like alex ross and dan slot and they they had spider-man for a good chunk of time mm. a lot of people hated it and a lot of people loved it but that's every spider-man pair ever there's people mm. who hate the run people love it and you know what they still they either still buy it or they'll buy the next run exactly you know what i mean so no i dug it uh, you've already course, pulled it, I suppose. It, so I already pulled it. Yeah, you've already <laughs> pulled it. Well, well, because I know you have it on trade, pass, but I'm going to borrow your trade. No, you're not, mate. Oh, what? Get away from that. Oh, it's funny that. as well because <laughs> I literally got from there, actually, it was probably before then, before then onwards. I think I've got from like Spider-Verse onto, well, well, almost current because I went to America and then didn't buy comics and now I'm like sort of need to catch up on me Spidey, which is a bit... Upsetting. Yeah, you need, you need to buy lots of Spider-Man and lend it to me. Upsetting. No. Good times. No, because then our trade-off segment would just be a different... Sp- Actually, no, I won't be mind- I won't mind that speaking about Spider-Man every week. We can <laughs> chuck some Spider-Man into trade-off, for it'll sure. Be, it'll be every week. <laughs> Not every week. <laughs> I might just start a radio show on Spider-Man. Don't do that. Spider-Man I'm not friends. coming on that. Just be me. Yeah, <laughs> just be you. Just be me doing impressions of different Spider-Man. And this week, we have uh, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Uh, we had Howard Lovecraft. Um, I forget the specific title. I think it was like, and the forgotten something. And the forgotten title, clearly. Wow. Um, but yeah, what did you think of Howard Lovecraft? I'm not going to lie, I read it very early this morning. <laughs> do, you, do you, well, first of all, do you like Lovecraft? Have you read any Lovecraft you know before? What? Do you like the lore? When I clicked on, when I clicked on the issue, because I watched, uh, watched it, read it digitally, it did say it was based off a book, and I was like, ah, did not know that. Wow. But you not heard of H.P. Lovecraft? I have not, no, no. You must have heard of The Call of Cthulhu. No, I've heard of Cthulhu. There you go. Well, The Call of Cthulhu is the book that Cthulhu comes from, written by H.P. Lovecraft. No, it did seem like a very... Um, it was a, It did seem like it came from a book, if that makes you, any sense. You know, yeah. sort of like those, like a Percy Jackson, sort of like Harry Potter, sort of mm-hmm. like it was one of them. It's clearly a developed world here, and if you're into it, it's great. I, You know what? I really dug it, and I probably actually would read, read the books, and I definitely... Well, it's a weird one, this, because the free comic book, from my understanding, was the three chapters of this one, but this was the third comic in a trilogy. Yeah. So I guess when we're saying pull, it's like, are we going back to get those yeah, other whether, two? It's whether or not you're intrigued enough to read more of it. And for me, uh, I, I really like Lovecraft. I, I love the mythology. I, I've got board games and other things, and, and obviously the books. Uh, based on Lovecraft because I just like the lore. I love how bleak it is and dark it is and uh, it doesn't shy away from um, from the from the problems of the time as well in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm int- I was definitely intrigued by this. It was a very funny, silly, kind of light-hearted take on a Lovecraft-inspired yeah. world. And I liked it. Yeah, like I, I liked say, it a lot. I enjoyed the world and I enjoyed the characters, and I enjoyed them incredibly, intensely, even more when I found out 
because I was like, this reminds me sort of like an animation or sort of like a kind of thing. And then I found out they're making an animated movie of the trilogy. Oh, brilliant. With, wait until you hear this cast, and we'll try and guess which characters are playing. Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Right. Mark Hamill of nerd, fa- nerd and Geek fame. Brilliant. And Christopher Plummer. Now, seeing... That's, that's a good cast. Right. And then when I was reading it then, I was imagining Finn Wolfhard as the kid... Uh, yeah. Mark Hamill as the like duck sort of thing, and then Christopher Plummer as that spot. spot. Like I was like, yeah, he's definitely spot. Like they may, might mix it up, but that voice talent alone is incredible. Mark Hamill's work on animation, the voices he can pull, is just incredible. There yeah. was this, there was this DC short where he did a voice for every single. It was Mark Hamill, the actor, getting kidnapped by the Joker. I've seen it. And, it's brilliant. And then Swamp Thing saves him, and he just throws his voice, and I'm like, that is hilarious. But yeah. seeing these three times, it definitely made me like. I was like, oh, it made me enjoy the comic even more, which is kind of bad, in a yeah, way, and- just being like. But I guess it's context. As for well. me, I I would not have noticed this. I would not have known about this if it hadn't been for this Halloween comic special thing. Yeah, so I guess it. it and I'm really worked. glad. Uh, obviously, we can't pull it because it's finished. We'll retrospect. Pull. I, I would. I'll, I'll, we'll pull the trade. I, I would. Actually, I, I'm genuinely interested in. Would getting you check out the two previous? ones? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I would. I def- And then I'm definitely game for this, especially leading up to this animation, this animated film. I do, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one I'm going to talk about today, again, back on the Sabrina trend, is Jughead the Hunger. What did you think of this, eh? Well, like, I'm, get, I'm delving you into the Archie stuff this well, week. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like I said before, I've never read any Archie up until this point. It's never appealed to me in any way, shape or form. And the first I have saw of anything that wasn't the saccharine, kind of cheesy stuff that was how I imagined it, was the trailer for for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina that we were talking about last week. So this one was... Yeah, it wasn't what I'd expect from Archie, but obviously less of a surprise because I'd seen the trailer to Sabrina. Could you imagine if you just went in, like, empty on this? Yeah, and for for me, um, I like horror. I've read a lot of horror, both in comics, books, and I've watched a lot of horror films. And for me, this... (sighs) This just was okay werewolf yeah. stuff the art was cool and the uh but the plot and the the, the 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 twist at the end was not a surprise in any way shape or form it was generic werewolf stuff that wasn't done particularly badly but i've seen it done much better so for yeah. me it's a pass see i really like I just dig this because it's sort of my level of horror where it's like it's not too bad it's not too intense like I'm a bit bit of a Freddy cat I don't know if it's come across throughout this entire show or any other <laughs> show Halloween, record, or in my it just in my life but I am a massive Freddy cat so this was a good level for me and it, again it just continues this like Archie horror line which I'm like I really dig um, yeah so I you know what it's funny actually because I had a friend who was buying the issues and he'd constantly lend them to me so i will say even if he wasn't getting them i probably would have pulled him and it's funny as well because i'm pretty sure one of the jughead hungers was also a free comic book they had a free comic book day one as well so you can get like two of the first issues free now right fair if, enough. if you were if you know if you planned ahead it's a bra- like i like it's a brave move by archie to to expand into horror and 100%. it wasn't something i think anyone would have predicted and i approve of that it's just that I'm a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to horror, and that wasn't bad, but it wasn't good enough for me. That's all. 
We're on trade off. We so are. This is the part of the show where me and Mark will give tr- will trade off basically. So each week, last week he gave me a trade. This week I'm giving him a trade, and Mark is going to tell you exactly what that trade is. I am. You gave me Afterlife with Archie. We have been seriously Archie'd Archie out this up, week. I'm telling you, mate. I'm throwing you in the deep end. Afterlife with Archie Volume One is the first one. Uh, f- the first five issues of um, Archie's. Afterlife. Was it, was it the first horror comic they did, Fraser? Yeah, this launched the um, horror line, and then after right. this, you get Sabri- like they introduce Sabrina in it, and then you get Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Right. Jughead the Hunger, the mix with Veronica and Vampire, which is really hard for a dyslexic to say. <laughs> and then Blossom Six It Six is coming out soon. Well, for me, right, the first thing that I, um, I, I, as I've established earlier in the show, I like horror, and. Bit pet cemetery, this in it. This is how I got you. This is it's how I got you. This is cemetery. how I got you into Archie. I was like, I know he likes horror, so. <laughs> the thing is, right? I I don't like unoriginal horror. I don't like something that is so obviously nicked. And evil pet comes back. That's pet cemetery. That you know, it changes up subsequently after that. But the first impression I got was, have an original idea, please. And um, you're quite content with your first impressions, though. I've always noticed, like, whenever you have like a bad first impression, I feel like that sort of sticks with you, and like you can't get past it. No, I don't think. so. I don't so. know if that's me being too judgy. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, again, because of my preconceptions of Archie, which are right when it comes to the fact that up until this point they were super kind of saccharine, happy comic books for, for younger readers. Um, for this, the youth. Yeah, this wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but the, the the artwork again. I was expecting very kind of bold, cutesy stuff, and it wasn't. It very much suited That's, the genre. I forgot to mention that with Jughead the Hunger, like the art style in all of these is incredible. Like it's to- again, it's like t- it sets the scene. It's totally different than the other Archie stuff. So you know you're in a different universe. Interestingly enough, the guy who wrote basically, I think. Up to now, I think he's wrote everything in the Archer Horror line. Is also the guy who's writing uh, the Sabrina TV show. Oh, brilliant! So yeah, he's on all of that, and he's basically made his own little universe within it. Sorry, I'll let you carry on. That was well, a bit yeah, like I say, the 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 art suited the horror vibe, and uh, uh, particularly with horror comics, I I do think that getting the art right is important, and they did they did get it right. I, I'm, I'm a grumpy old sod. I just found the names a little bit... <sighs> On the nose? No, they're just they're, they're a little bit incongruous. Reggie and Archie and Betty and Juggy, well, and they, they all get they stabbed are... and murdered and killed, and it's horrible. They are the, like, they're from the 60s, though, to be I, fair. Like, I know, you can't I know. really change them. It's, yeah, I know. It's keeping it Archie. Absolutely, it's keeping it Archie, and I get it, but as someone coming in who'd read no Archie... It felt a bit weird. And, uh, uh, again, maybe that's a British versus American yeah. thing. Some American names... What were, like, Beano? Yeah. So Archie's sort of very similar to Beano. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Dennis. You, 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 yeah, you wouldn't change Dennis the Menace's name to Jordan the Menace to make it Daniel. modern. <laughs> so, so, no, maybe I'm being unfair. I could, I could be that. There were some nice little horror references as well. There were some Cthulhu references. There was a Vampirella reference, which made yeah. me smile. And I liked that. It's clearly written by someone who has an affection for horror. Yeah. Which, when you're writing something like this, which is a horror take on something that's 
not horror. I think that's important. That you, I, I think it make, reassures people like me that the person really wants to do this well, you know? Yeah, they're p- clearly passionate about it. I'm just, I'm literally, it, I was about to say it before, but it's just popped re back into my head. If you don't like the names of these, you're going to hate the ship names. Like when they put the couples together, there's like Bughead and, yeah, no. Oh, that's very modern. <laughs> Very modern. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you discuss right now. Yeah, that's 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 to be fair. Yeah, but yeah. So, did you enjoy it? I feel like is the most important part. Yes, I actually did. I again, I've seen better horror. I've seen better horror comics, but I'm a massive horror fan. Yeah. It would need to be the best horror ever to to really impress me but it's, it was good enough that I enjoyed it and I wanted uh, to read more the, the reality is there's a lot of terrible terrible yeah. horror out there like a lot of, I, I like I like bad horror I like schlocky stuff that's so bad it's good but there's some stuff out there that is just just bad, bad. <laughs> there's lots and lots of stuff that is just bad yeah I don't and think it was this trying was to good. set out I, I enjoyed yeah. this I don't think it was trying to set out to be like the next horror movement I think it was just like we're giving it's more for the Arch fans giving them something was different it, and then introducing... Was it considered yeah. relatively controversial? Because I just felt that, considering the original source-based material of Archie, some of the themes were very, very adult. There was some really dark stuff in no, there. No, it was... Not, it, not just the blood and guts and gore, but some of the other stuff in there was like, oh, hello. Incredibly well-received. Um, in fact, it might be worth... Right, I'm going to level with you guys. I think me or Mark, one of us, made a deal with the devil... Probably me. Because we've been given something great at this radio show, but we've been cursed this week. Mark couldn't find his year song. Confirm my music. I did a whole Comets Compared on Riverdale, and it's been lost, so I'm going to have to do one live, so it might not be too pretty, and it's not got nice... It had lovely Riverdale music in the background, but sadly, it's just going to be me and Mark blubbering, and me partly remembering stuff, going, oh yeah, I also need to mention this. Well, we've only got five minutes left in but, the show, Fraser. Yeah, so, so I'm going to pop it in. Get oh it, yeah, Get it um, done. But it's again sort of talking a lot with this horror stuff and some of the elements I think you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's what I was talking about, but I didn't say. So, a lot of comics compared going Quick here. comics compared. Quick comic compared. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk, talk about Riverdale. This is the one we had planned. So the show producers, Mark's going to be here for this one. He's buzz- he is buzzing for it, I can see. Oh, yeah. So the show producers of Riverdale describe the show as Archie Comics meets Twin Peaks. I like Twin Peaks. There you go. So you might like this show, show I've not especially, it. especially the first season. And the way they sort of described it is they both look. If you think of those two, they both look at the idea of Americana. You know, sort of that like, oh, home apple pie. Oh, I love my coffee, me, and we're in suburbia, and everything's great. But the Archie comics was like, no, Americana's amazing. It's great. Twin Peaks was sort of like did a social commentary on it, and was just like, actually, if you look behind the curtain. There's kind of some dark stuff in in suburbia. And that's basically what Riverdale does. It looks behind that. So their first season heavily, heavily um, alluded to, like, incest between the two Blossom um, twins. One of... Oh, by the way, spoilers ahead. I usually... There's usually a big plan for this. I usually say spoilers ahead before I kick off. But here you go, spoilers ahead. (laughs) So there's... The first season, one of the Blossom twins is dead, and that's a big thing. It's like, who killed Jason Blossom? And it's heavily... There's loads of stuff like the relationship between Cheryl and Jason. There's a heavy, like, incest sort of thing going there. They sort of suggest that the relationship's a bit too weird. Yeah, exactly. So, and that is touched upon in the afterlife with Archie. Like, they sort of... Well, it's not touched upon. They say they're incestuous. 
and mm. that's sort of like the scary horror thing. But again, more to go with that is in season in season one, the Blossoms, it turns out they killed... The, the Blossoms, who were this big, successful family, had this business in maple syrup, which is the most Americana you can think, you pretty can, Americana. You can think of, right? But that's just a front for this big drug thing. Like, literally, behind closed doors is this drug business they're co- collecting. And it shames the whole family. So it is sort of that commentary on, like, ah, suburbia's not all you think it is, which I think is really cool. And the second season did something really cool. It... So the main villain of the second and sort of third season now is Hiram Lodge, who's this big business guy um, who's come over from the big city. He was at Riverdale for a bit when he was younger, but he's basically trying to buy out suburbia. He's like buying Pops, the big burger place. Again, Americana, what can you think? He buys the driving and stuff like this and all these ideas that you think of suburbia. And he buys him out, and he's literally the physical embodiment of businesses taking over suburbia. And his sort of reverse who represents suburbia, is Archie. And they sort of butt heads. And unfortunately, it doesn't work out for Archie. So you could sort of say it's like their commentary saying that business will always win over suburbia. Like, you get a Starbucks in a local town, it's going to ruin, it's you know, small businesses. It's you say that, because they... It's a modern show. It's made, like, what, a year ago? Yeah. And Archie is very much steeped in Americana and old-school history, isn't it? Like, about 50 years old, the original yeah. Archie comic. So... Yeah, it's from the I, 60s. I like that they've acknowledged that their original concept is outdated and they're playing with it and it sounds like Twin Peaks yeah it really is kind of vibe is a good thing and it's really good because I've not seen any of this at all what they've done is as well they've rebooted the comic sort of so they've given like modern writers a go on it so Mark Wade is on it you know he did a load for Captain America okay and Chris I always call him Chris uh, no Chips and he's Chips and Darsky but I always call him Chip Skylark you know from um, Fairly Odd Parents Chips uh, you might not. I it might no have gone over your head. But if you're listening, I always think of Chip Skylark. He's not as Chip Zdarsky, but I always say Chip Skylark. I've just got to point that out there because if I ever talk about him and I say Chip Skylark, right. hopefully viewers will know I mean him. But listeners. they they doing like, yeah, listeners, there you go. All right, I'm told. They have introdu- reintroduced these characters. Like there's an Archie line, uh, Betty and Veronica have got their own... Jughead's got one and they are sort of they're not this dark take on it it's just sort of more modern like Archie's got a te- like a mobile phone and stuff like that right, so right, it's right. still still cheesy suburbia um, there's this, still the love triangle between Archie, Betty and Veronica which isn't present in the show like in the show they put Betty with well it is present sort of like they're sort of alluding that Betty still wants Archie now but Betty is with Jughead which I always found interesting and kind of annoying at first when I was watching the show because in recent storylines with Chip Zdarsky's story, he actually revealed that Jughead is ace in this universe. Like, it's literally... Ace being short for asexual. Yeah, yeah. Literally, they just throw it out there. Like, he's literally walking along with, I think, um, Kevin, who's, like, the gay character, and he's, like... He just talks about, like, oh, yeah, I'm not really interested in guys or girls. I mean, and he actually goes, look at Archie over there. He can't even tie his own shoelace because he's too busy thinking about Betty or Veronica. That's me paraphrasing it. It's something yeah, like yeah. that but it was just such a throwaway line and i think it's a big it's kind of a big deal for those kind of comics to just been like yeah he's an asexual he doesn't really care and then the show sort of just been like no we're gonna pair these off because that's what teens like teens like people being together and i'm like if they actually go down the ace line it's not gonna work out too well for betty she's already had heart broken by archie so Poor that's betty. a sort that's a sort of like interesting take sort of 
they do have those. They have took stuff from the modern uh, comics though as well and introduced it. Um, but a big influence is what we've been talking about all day, buddy. Is the horror line, mm-hmm. um, Archie Horror, which again started with Afterlife Archie and then went into Sabrina. You know, so in season one, the Sweetwater River was sort of where Jason was um, was dead, and there was loads of horror stuff insinuated there. In season two, there's a mention of Greendale, where Sabrina's from. The song on like the first episode is "Season of the Witch," so there was theories that Sabrina was going to cross over. Um, and season f- season three so far has had floating babies and a gargoyle king who looks very similar to a character that's in Sabrina. Right. So I think the hope is there that yeah they're taking its inspiration from that horror line and maybe they'll do horror spin-offs. But I feel like the hope is that Sabrina and Riverdale will cross over if both do well. I would love to see a crossover between the two. I'm not going to lie. Because Sabrina, because she's a witch, she doesn't age. So she can be with her friends now in the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Now that can take place whenever. I'm not actually sure where it takes place. And then she can pop into Riverdale, which I think is just amazing. But to sort of summarise and bring it all together and to sort of make it more comics compared, because I feel like I might not have done that too well. Um, but let, please, if you're listening, let me know if you feel like it's up to par with the other comics compared, even though there's only been two. Hmm. I feel like this show is a mix of all of the Archie comics. So you've got, like, you've got the base from the original 60s. You've got the new modern characters from the modern line, but they've also incorporated that horror to sort of mix it all together. And then they've just thrown in, like, a spice of Twin Peaks, stirred it all together, and made a show that's, like, uniquely its own. Like, it's not too relying on the source material it's sort of like you know what we can pick from we've got these three great things to do why not pick bits and pieces and see what we can make out of this and for me anyway i really enjoy the show it can be cheesy but that's it so i'm going to try and remember this line actually i might have written it down so we've talked about a load of different comics this um in this comparison all of which we both now that have convinced i've turned him into an archie fan we recommend checking out, especially if you enjoy the show. And as always with adaptations, there's going to be similarities, differences, and comparisons. Please let me know what you guys think about me doing it live, because if it was awful and you're like, no, go back to pre-records, I'll totally do that. But if you di- if you dug this, it means a little less work, but it also means that there's a lot more pressure when I'm on live. Yeah, Fraser was super <laughs> nervous, but... um. We thank you so much for joining us on Geek of the Week. If you want to listen again, that's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week radio show. Uh, on Twitter, it's at GOTW Radio. I'm at Magic Mark Adams. And if you want to find us on Facebook, just search for Geek of the Week radio show. Thank you so much for joining us. 